episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to learn about some Canadian herstory with a twist. Episode 2 of Canada's Drag Race was a special kind of something. And joining me to break it all down is the always super sweet Peaches. How are you? Hi, hi, hi. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to chat with you. It's been a couple months since I've seen you. I know. It's crazy right now. It's yeah. great to see your face, though. Yeah, same. It, it, you are always a delight to see. Always such a, a joy. Oh, thank you. Uh, I yeah. try. Yeah. There's a lot of dark things happening in the world. There so sure are. There sure are. Spread joy. Yeah, you, you, you definitely are someone that spreads joy and spreads the word and uses your voice for good, and I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. So how, how have you been in this quarantine world? You know, uh, it was very, very tough in the beginning. Um, I was going through a lot, a lot, a lot of different anxiety issues and severe agoraphobia. Mm -hmm. And uh, that has subsided somewhat now, but now it's just like living in this new normal. And yeah, I I literally just posted on my story today about just how badly I wish that I was on stages instead of setting up these elaborate things in my room. Yeah, I hear you. Doing these digital shows, but other than that, I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, I today uh, before I um, hopped on, I was over at Albatross because they decided to open up their outdoor a little bit, and you know what? I got a little emotional. I was like, I haven't been here in months when the longest streak I haven't been there is probably maybe a week. Right, so right. It was it was fun to be back and see some people I haven't seen in months, but hopefully one day in the near future we will curb the coronavirus and we'll all be together once again we are here to talk about canvas drag race and before we get into this episode i want to chat about just like the overall show quality um i know we're all very used to like this big budget drag race proper i don't know if there's something wrong with my tv but i feel like the um visual quality isn't up to par but mostly the editing of this show is kind of weird. <laughs> I saw you posting about the, the quality of it the other day. Yeah. And I will say that I, haven't, I wasn't having an uh, a actual picture issue on my end, but I, I, I think I hear your editing qualms, I, if, if, if that's the right word to yeah. use. I, I think I see that. I also feel like... It's it's giving us earlier season content quality. Fully, fully. And because of that, and I think also because they clearly have a totally different team working on it in Canada. Right. It's just got the 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 same kind of feel as a you know season three, season yeah. four. I mean, even just like the sound cues are just so subtle. They just sneak in there. When you were expected, we expect like the big rattle. We got a little bit of like a shake, 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 and like no, no, and and I, I need the big, I need the drama, I I, I need it's, the camp. It's because they're Canadian. Exactly. When they're shady, they have to be a little bit, a little bit sly about it. They have yeah. To, we're gonna shade you, but just not like yell it in your face. Yeah, because like it, it felt felt weird this episode because the energy just seemed lower, but they didn't do anything wrong. I think it is some. There's something in the editing that I'm intrigued by it. i'm hoping it'll improve as the season goes on yeah 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 i but hear that let's go into the episode it's after the elimination the girls head back as lemon tearfully reads juice box's mirror message it's just sad but fuck off bitch let's go <laughs> period exactly I mean, that's what i would do yeah, yeah. Priyanka says that Juicebox going home shooketh the system while Scarlett didn't think it was her time. Now, obviously, all those Toronto queens are very, very close. They've done shows together. So, yeah, for them, seeing one of their best friends go home first, 
it's shocking. Anyone can go. I think this Canada's drag race is very interesting for me because I feel like I have absolutely no connection to any of these girls and yeah. they are all so foreign to me. Their names, I have, I've not heard really any of them besides Lemon because she's a New York girl. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, for me, I thought Juicebox's lip sync was better. And I, I've i seen Lemon. I think Lemon is fantastic and it very much should be on that show and I'm very happy that she got to stay. I thought that uh, Juicebox did better. And I've talked to different queens about it and have argued it. And I think I have the unpopular opinion there. But in my, in, and from my viewing of it, I thought that Juicebox did slightly better than that. I think... Especially, uh, sorry, but ju just because she's given us all this background of being an Alvin Ailey dancer and of being a dancer and being a strong, fierce dancer when i think it's a drag race curse to ever pigeonhole yourself and say that you are this thing a seamstress an actress a dancer sure. a singer and i think in that if you're going to say i'm this huge classically trained dancer i need you to be out there giving it to me and turning up what they and and really dancing the house down and i just don't think that that was a prime example of lemon dancing about. yeah i think what but I think a lot of the decision may have been determined by the look itself because that probably like helped lean it toward getting rid of Juicebox. But sure. I think for a first lip sync for Candace Drag Race, the second uh, Lemon did that jump split, I was like, it's it's hers. Juicebox has got to do something for them to be able to save her simply because this is a show about dramatics and she gave you the dramatics. Like it was one, It was a very, very good lip sync by both of them. Mm -hmm. I agree. I will also say that as a big girl with absolutely zero flexibility, I personally do not think a jump split a perfect lip sync make. And I think I, I would agree. Rely on that a lot. And uh, but I very much do hear you. And she gave it to us and gave it to us right. Yeah. And I think that is honestly yeah. what I, I think if, if this was any other situation, Juice box could have won, but for a show like Drag Race, yeah, this is what the show wants to give us. So, I think I overall yeah. judging uh, two episodes in has been very interesting, and we'll we'll get to those decisions again yeah. later. But okay. Rita is excited she won, but Kine still thinks she should have won the challenge, and Priyanka questions her, and the girls start laughing, and Boa tells her that some of the girls said that they didn't think her look fit perfect properly and Kiara just calls her delusional as she was losing her balls on the runway and cue Kiara throwing a ball in her confessional oh, oh boy kind. <laughs> kind 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 I didn't really know kind before the show but I think this is all put on for television oh yeah like, like especially for I I also didn't know Kine very well before, but Kiki Ball Chain showed me her social media mm -hmm. prior to the show opening, and her social media is so intelligent and yeah. so polished and so the antithesis of what she presented on the show. Yeah, that I'm just like, what were you intentionally trying to get some villain edit? Were you intentionally just trying to get some extra air? What made you yeah that? Because I think she was very much either delusional or just putting on a... Yeah, a, a I mean, because there, there has been a history of some queens in the past who have been a villain and have possibly been kept a little longer than their welcome. Um, and I think maybe she was going for that once she knew that, like, maybe things weren't going her way and she was in over her head with the talent in this cast. But sure. yeah, it was, it was unfortunate to see this downfall within this episode as well. But it is a new day. Lemon is top 11. And Anastasia says that Lemon wins one lip sync and she thinks she's a champion. Lemon challenges her and asks her what she's won. She starts with Miss <laughs> Continental at large, to which Kiara says, Miss Safe at large. At least we have friendly banter at the beginning of this season. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's too early to start getting cocky about anything, but also... She won a challenge. She and, sure did. Uh, there are many, 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 many girls who have been on Drag Race who have never won a challenge. And to go, I think also it is 
such a redemption song and such a thing to go from being in the bottom the week before to going to winning the following episode. I don't think that happens often, and I think that nope. it speaks volumes to the queen when yeah. it happens. Yep. So the alarm goes off. Rue returns because Rue needs to be shown at least once an episode. Um, Brooklyn and her skirt and leather jacket enter the workroom. Uh, that was a look. Um, I loved it. It was yeah. It, I mean, because we, again, we are so used to RuPaul in those Klein Epstein Bar uh, suits. For mm-hmm. Brooklyn to show up being Brooklyn, I was like, okay, okay, this is now right. RuPaul. Um, right. She reveals that uh, there is going to be a ballet-inspired mini challenge. The pit crew arrives at the ballet bar as they audition for the principal role in the Nutsmacker. Um, this was made for Lemon, right? Right. Literally. <laughs> the second they brought the ballet bar, I was like, oh my god, really? This is her salute. But right. they have 20 minutes to get into quick drag, and we are going to watch them dance to the theme from the Nutcracker. Let's go through some of the moments. Um, Anastasia spins and then decides to, as she says, beat some bitches. Which, for why? <laughs> you walking down the line, punching people. I, I, I am going to go ahead and just say she is not my favorite, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't get her, but that's for a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Lemon is Bjork Swan Lake, um, and she's wearing those really funky pink booty things. I don't know what those were, but they were really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's quick drag. We, yeah. I, I, I'll, ne- I'll never, I'll never judge a girl's look for quick drag because I think in twenty minutes trying to think about putting on a face and then grabbing and fucking like, okay. Yeah. But also, weird booty thing. Yeah, um, Tiny Banks comes through with her tutu. Alona does karate. Boa gives us a scene about mommy and daddy fighting and not wanting to do ballet, so she does the worm. Cool. Uh... Priyanka twerks and then simulates a blowjob. And that was a star-making moment. <laughs> I love Priyanka. I do, too. I, I think too. In, that, in that moment, because in watching it, I'm just like, this has to be the producer saying, I, we need you to go out there and be idiots. Mm-hmm. Because nothing, I, I, nobody was dancing. <laughs> no. Literally no one danced. So yeah. I think if you're then presented with nobody dancing and making up these big weird scenarios, then hell yeah, Priyanka, go down and give us the most realistic blowjob that you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, somehow Boa and Anastasia are the winners of this challenge because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they win a thousand dollar gift certificate from Wigs and Grace. Good for them. We love oh, Wigs and Grace. Good for them. I yeah. have a couple of Wigs and Grace wigs and those are some nice wigs. They sure are. Well, for the Maxi Challenge, they will be overacting in two Heritage moments inspired by the Canadian series Heritage Minutes. For those unfamiliar like I, this was a series of minute-long videos detailing the history of Canada that ran in the early 1990s. I'm assuming you've never seen any before this show? Not a one. Yeah, yeah. Not a one. Uh, So it was interesting because I think this whole challenge for me, I was lost. I missed the joke. But I didn't feel that way when I was watching the UK when they did um, British moments. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's like RuPaul is actually decent in what she does. I don't know. There was something off about this whole episode. I agree. I uh, I will also say I think we missed the joke because none of them were funny. Like I mean, That's we're going to dig into it a little bit more, I'm yeah. sure. But like, I I think... In, in 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 acting specifically, there has to be set archetypes so that you're hitting your different comedic beats, and none yeah. of them were no. giving us any of that. No, yeah, you, and they were you, were also busy laughing at themselves that they yeah. weren't making us laugh. Yeah, you you are right. We will definitely be diving into um, the specifics of this, but Boa and Anastasia as uh, the winners get to be team captains. Um, Boa selects Priyanka, Kine, Scarlet, and Jimbo, while Anastasia selects Tainomi, Rita, Kiara, and Lemon. Alona gets to pick her team and goes to Team Boa. Interesting breakup of the team of the teams. I don't think there's anything um, too jarring because I mean, again, most of them are new to each other. I did notice all the black girls ended up on the same team. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which I, that could mean nothing, but. 
also, who knows? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Boa's team. Uh, they are the Muffer Jets, who are a group of drag queens fighting for their right to vote. I don't remember this in Canadian history, but cool. I'm sure it's a little twist. <laughs> uh, Jimbo will play a closeted judge. Alona and Scarlett play Vegan and Tara, a lesbian music duo clearly inspired by Tegan and Sarah, who we love here. Uh, Scarlett thinks she and Alona, Alona are attached at the hip, um, and they have to sing in unison. And they draw their songs out, and Jimbo just does not approve of this choice. Neither do I. Neither do I. Stupid. You yeah. couldn't understand anything that they said. It was, oh, oh, like, sure. uh, yeah. I really would love for these shows to just release the script so we can see what the script says to see how they, why they interpreted it so poorly. Yeah. And these are supposed to be that. like chants, I'm assuming. Exactly. Especially, it's, it's very weird to see it right now when all of us have been exactly. on the protesting and I'm like, you know, we know what the shit sounds like. And... Exactly. Okay. Anastasia's team has a scene about burnt, tuck, and rare drag diseases. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anastasia is Dr. Hannifield, the egotistical bitch. Uh, we learned that Kiara's mom is a drama teacher, so she has experience. Um, also, her character re- regurgitates iconic drag race moments, including the legendary Ratikitiki Tata. Because. Which we love. We love. Shout out BB Zaharbonet. Winner, winner, winner. Um, Tainomi, she's just bad at saying lines, and this is just going to be a recurring thing for this episode. It was so uncomfortable, and I think, uh, I, I, will, I will say that line recitation is not something easy. I don't know what the timeline looks like, so... They could have had 12 hours to memorize all this. Yeah. They could have had three days to memorize it. I don't know. But I will say, it's not a surprise when these things come up on Drag Race. Right. So you have to figure it out. Right. It. And, and at the end of the day, if you're a professional and you're getting booked to do things, if that girl got asked to go do a commercial and had to know her lines. The right. Day else, I mean, but that's do? the thing. Isn't she like supposed to be this legend of, of Canadian drag? Like, um, Courtney Conkers, when she was on the podcast, basically said, like, her and Brooklyn are almost equivalents when you talk about Canadian drag queens. Wow. See? And she gets booked for, like, like if you YouTube her, she's done things for Netflix. Like, she's the girl you call. So this was just okay. very surprising that she was just, like, completely out of it. Right. But over back with Boa, um, she keeps calling Alona Alana. <laughs> so funny. Like, I think and in confessional purpose. too. It was. It's on purpose. That was yeah. a tactic. I mean, Bella knows she's a campy ass bitch, um, so she's gonna milk it for everything it's worth. But that was a. It was. It was funny. It was it's very so funny. funny. I. Um, I love Bella. Honestly, she's I, someone to get used to. I think. Yeah. I, th- I think I love Boa the same way that I loved looking at Meg Ganache. And, you know, yeah. nobody likes Silky. That is, that, that's I true. I appreciate it. And I see my, I think when I see queens on the show that I can relate to a lot, the big girls with a shit ton of personality that most yeah. people are going to think are obnoxious and are actually probably the sweetest people and probably the most talented on the show. Yeah. And, it, it, I, I tend to gravitate towards them and latch on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we learned that Boa um, claim, Alona claims that Boa walked over to her to pick her team and asked how to say her name correctly and didn't even pick her. And they played the clip. They ran that tape. They sure they did. They her saying it. And Hashtag so, fake friend. Fake friend. Um, Boa, though, she does have ADHD, we learn, and has a difficult time well, focusing and memorizing. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I, just got I, I have Uh-oh. ADHD. I understand what that is, and I think there are. Uh, listen, it's a spectrum kind of thing, sure. just like many other disorders. I just have a very tough time with ADHD with people that use it as something that explains them being bad at what they're doing, or okay. being, mm-hmm. or, or 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 as an excuse to be rude to people. You can't use ADHD as a reason why you can't pronounce somebody's name. That makes no sense. 
Yes. You yes. also can't use ADHD as an excuse for why you're bad at learning lines. Oh, let me take that back. Yes, you can. I just think that if you're going to be a professional, once again, you have to find ways to cope with it. Yes. And you have, I worked as an actor for 20 years and I had to find a way to sit down and learn my lines. It was never easy. It's a, a struggle. It's difficult. ADHD is nothing to turn your nose up to, but also it's something that uh, of all of this disorders and, 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 and mental things that people work with and struggle with right now, I think it's one of the, the, the most, uh, not treatable, but you can learn tools and ways to function Absolutely. with said disorder. And I think when I hear excuses like that, that's when I get frustrated. Yeah, because I hear that. I've worked for my entire life to put all of those things that are fucked up in my brain away. So Absolutely. That's, that's my tea on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, like, I think it's a cool moment that she's able to talk about it on the show because there are people that are going to relate to her from it. But mm -hmm. it is, it's not an excuse. I mean, there, you have to find a way to work through it. And she's probably not a trained actor like you are. So she probably never experienced something like this before. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't the cutest look either. To right. make an excuse. Right. Well, especially episode two. I just don't want to hear excuses. I want exactly. to do the work and get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brooklyn walks in and asks Boa why she picked her team, and she starts to say that she picked Alana, Alana, but Brooklyn reminds her that Alona picked her. Um, <laughs> it was such a funny, weird moment, and it was so weird. Um, Brooklyn asks Kine if she is going to take her critiques better this week, in which she responds, she knows she's good at sewing. Brooklyn reminds her that while it was sewn correctly, things were falling off. Kine then proceeds to forgive Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that moment. Now, I am sure there was some editing going on here, but those girls were uncomfortable. I don't even think it was edited that severely. I think that's how that exchange went. Yeah. Because it was... No, what? 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 Like, if I were there, I would have taken my hand, covered Kyan's mouth, and said, thank you, Brooklyn. Right. Like, that's right. a bad look. But she got and her pearl moment. She did, but also, why, what are you defending? That outfit was so ugly. It, it was, was a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not good, not good. Um, over at Anastasia's team, Tainomi says her team is giving her direction, and Brooklyn said um, she was a queer in the headlights last week. Again, <laughs> we, we have, I think maybe again, we're, we're leading up to what the ultimate result of this episode was. But we're watching this legend again struggle on the show she should be winning right now. So it's, it's been really interesting to see Tainomi through two episodes. Because um, I, right. I, I said last week that the winners last week should have been either Tainomi or Anastasia because those looks were fucking incredible. Right. But right. for those who love to read the edit, Brooklyn spoke negatively to two people, Kine and Tainomi. Foreshadowing! Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, well, it is time to uh, hang out with Jeffrey Blair Chapman. Uh, it's filming time. He serves the, as director, and honestly, he's not good at it. <laughs> he's not yeah. good. Like, be an actor, you're not a director. Um, the scene... Which I think goes back to what we were saying earlier, where, like, I, I across the board, there's a totally different... Uh, directorial production yeah. standpoint, which I think is leading to a lower quality inside yeah. of the challenge. Yeah, well, speaking of a lower quality, the scene is very strange because the writing is so weak. Um, like, uh, the montage of moments make it look like this is going to be a disaster, and it kind of was. Right. Um, Boa cannot get a line out and gets frustrated. The girls try to comfort her, but she just keeps blanking. Alona and Scarlet need to enunciate because no one can understand a single thing coming out of their mouth. Um, Kine does not know how to do a stage slap in physical comedy um, because <laughs> that was pretty weak. Oh, bad. I, I'm shocked that no one on that team or even Jeffrey was like, all right, let's take a moment. Let's do this properly. Because like, even the final edit was the bad one. Right. Um, Multiple bad ones. <laughs> yeah. 
Tainomi is just so hard to watch. I mean, poor Lemon is having to figure out a way to help her while still maintaining her character. I wrote down notes just so that I could stay abreast on this whole thing because yeah. I knew we were going to record this a couple of days after. And my note for Tainomi literally says, scene, boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kiara had the best day of her life as she got teabagged by a butch lesbian nurse. That was a Dang. fun quote. Great. <laughs> um, but I will say, I want to touch on Kiara for a hot second. Jeffrey loved her. I didn't That's get it. Good. I didn't get it. I did not understand. I didn't love anybody on that. No, no, no. Lem- Lemon really did shine. Was... Right. I think that was another scenario where someone was making themselves laugh so much that everybody else laughed with them. Yeah. It was one of those, like, you had to be in the room to, to understand it. And unfortunately, this is being broadcast on TV. You, you, we're not in the room with you. So, so there was right. some, something really off. But moving on to Elimination Day, Tainomi knows she was the weakest in the group, but she is going to give Tainomi on the runway. Um, and we learn a little bit about Kine's backstory because, you know, this is her final moments. Uh, she reveals that in high school, she started wearing makeup and wanted uh, to be a little more flamboyant. Um, we learned that her dad passed away from cancer in 2016, but he came around to who she was before she died, before he died. Um, touching moment, but I, I wish we got a little more of the backstory because in two episodes, we saw this character of Kine. We haven't seen the human side of her. Um, right. And for those who don't, hadn't followed her prior to the show, like you're going to remember her as a villain, not this human. Right. Um, Lemon reveals that at, uh, her first, at first her parents didn't quite understand her drag, but her mom was blown away when she did see her and how much it meant to her to be a drag queen, um, to the point that she, her mom calls the family five alive. I think that was kind of adorable. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was cute. Anastasia discusses how she started doing drag in the Bahamas. Um, and this, this story was really empowering and hard to listen to because this yeah. is a first-hand account that she says that she had a bunch of friends murdered because they were gay and she reveals that she was shot and has a bullet in her right kidney um that two men were starting uh, were in her driveway start shout, uh, shooting at her three bullets hitting her um she then claimed asylum in canada as a gay man through the refugee process and the girls come over to her as she cries and they all comfort her Rough. It was hard. It was very hard. And I think one of the, as awful as it is, one of the biggest things that I took away from it was her saying it was the easiest thing in the world to claim refugee yeah. in Canada. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I, we know that Monet um, was um, an island, island queen as well, as well, then came right. to the U.S., um, I, I know the show kind of touched on her backstory a little bit, um, but she didn't seem to have as much of a problem as you would think. But yeah, you're right. The fact that it seems like such a simple process to go to Canada, mm-hmm. it sucks for us. Yeah. It sucks yeah. for the people who want to have a better life. And you know what? Maybe the Canadian dream is what we should all be aspiring to. I guess. We'll see what happens in November. It could yeah. be the Canadian reality for Peaches. Yeah. It's, but I think it was a really cool moment to have Anastasia talk about this. Um, and that's what's important about the show. Yeah, we're here for the campiness. We're here for the runway. We're here for the drag. But at the end of the day, they're all real people. Right. They have a story to tell, and that's why they're on the show. And... I think this moment will reach the ears of someone who needs to hear it. And I I think that is something that the fandom forgets a lot. Absolutely. A prime example was the way that Britta was treated after she was on her season. And I I think people just really forget that you're seeing one version of somebody that's been edited on a, on a, on a, television show but all these people are very much human beings and absolutely like them it's fine but you need to remember that they're living their lives just like your child yeah i mean that's what i loved so much about um drag race uk was these mirror moments that like we're learning about um uk history and the things that go that go on there 
and what the queens have experienced. Like Davina DeCampo became a superstar not because of only her drag, but the, the things she was able to discuss and reach out to people about. So well, I, I, I appreciate this, and I feel like the American version is kind of shying away to these moments a little bit, or they they're 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 minimizing it to an extent. And I feel yeah, like we need more of it. And it's really interesting to now see the way that their social media has approached like the Black Lives Matter yep. movement that's happening right now and the other social injustices that are happening right now and to know that the show itself isn't necessarily tackling these things but is ready to be very vocal publicly on social yep. media. And then also the fact that Rue herself doesn't really have anything to say about it. So it makes you think how much of this is the producers, how much right. of this is, like, where, where is all that coming from? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see when season 13 comes out and see how it's discussed. I've heard the rumors, I know you have to. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know, I don't know. People gone, I don't know. know. Who knows, who knows? I don't know. Nothing. It's time for the runway. Um, our three judge hosts, judge hosts, because they're a throuple, uh, they do their moment on the main stage, but it's guest host Jade Husane who gets the talking points. Um, did you know who they were before, um, this episode, Jade? Nope. Me either. Um, what is Shadowhunters? Still couldn't tell you. I've maybe seen an advertising for it, or like, when scrolling through Netflix, and yeah. like, hey, you want to watch it? Um, I went onto the Wikipedia page. And Jade is not even in top billing. I think it's a recurring character. I'm like, oh, what? this is the best we can do. Great, cool. I mean, he's very, very handsome, very cool guy. I liked what he was doing. But you want to talk about deer in headlights? Oh my god. Oh, that was rough. That was rough. I mean, thank God we're gonna get Deborah Cox next week, who I know could knock it out of the park and say these lines. But right. <sighs> All right. So the category is not my first time. And they will be wearing elevated interpretations of their first time in drag. Um, I love this runway theme. Yeah. It should be the first runway theme for every season. Yeah, I was, I'm here for it. Um, I think it's so smart. Can I hear about your first time in drag, what you were wearing? Honestly, I, was, I got this cute little jumpsuit off of Fashion Nova and uh, a belt and some pumps and it is bright orange and honestly i feel kind of lucky because i don't feel like i look as busted as many queens look as there. in their very beginning yeah um not to say that i i certainly was nobody superstar but i i could have looked much worse i will say the funniest thing when i look at the pictures my pads had tucked a little bit and I didn't realize it. So I spent the whole night with these really fat, like, thighs from where yeah. my pads were. <laughs> and it's very clear that I'm wearing pads. Yeah. And then I woke up the next day and realized that my pads were completely folded underneath themselves. But nice. Well, I, I had asked my audience to send me their first time in drag photos and I got a photo from Hibiscus and a photo from uh, Anally Fisher. I'll, I will be sharing those on social media with uh, with their permission again. But yeah, first time drag, you know, blow up. Sometimes it happens, sometimes that. it doesn't. And in honor of this theme, we, as we talk about the runways, we're going to play glow up or glow down because we're not tooting and booting. Work. Work. I first love up, that. Yeah, first up, we got Lemon. And again, I love to shout out um, the designers if they are featured. Uh, the dress is by Mark Anthony Geringer. Nail gloves by Christian T. Berry. Um, I think it's a very sophisticated look that she sells very well. Um, the color is stunning. Hair is a beautiful blonde on her. The bitch collar, I think, is quintessential lemon. Um, right. It's got a little tinge of camp, but it's still glamour. Um, I love the look. Yeah. I think it, it, the color is very right. It, I, anybody that knows Lemon knows that that is very much a Lemon look. Yeah. And I, I, I love it. Yeah, I will say there was something interesting about the neckline as she walked. It looked very stiff. I'm not sure if that sure. was the design or the travel of the garment to Canada. I, I mean, in looking at pictures 
of it. I think it was intentionally structured that way yeah. to just make that whole bodice have all that sure. structure to look like it was draped like this. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at it. No, it was just interesting when she walked. Like when she, in a photo, stunning. When she walked, it just it felt a little boxy, but if intentionally, I understand it. But we, we're, we're going to talk about someone and um, their potential travel problems with one of their garments. But I, <laughs> I like this look. Um, Brooklyn said it was a transformation on the runway, and was she also was so good in the acting challenge. Um, I, I'm definitely giving this a glow up. I give it a glow up, absolutely. 88% of the audience gave her a glow up. 12% gave her a glow down. Okay, well, haters. Yeah. Next up, we have Rita Vega, hair by Peach. I don't, do you know Peach? She, I don't, but I Canadian. need to know Peach. Go find too. Peach. Um, the dress is by Mr. Bear. Heels by Gary of Mr. Bear. Um, okay, so it's certainly elevated. It is serving you camp, but it also looks really cheap. The sunflowers I... look like they were glued onto a random dress that she had. And the two cutouts on the side of her, like, it just hurt the silhouette and it exposed the lack of hourglass that she had. That being I, said, hair and makeup were stunning. I hear all of that, and I loved it. I think that the shoulder sunflowers needed a little bit of an adjustment because they don't even really look like sunflowers. They kind of look no. like little daisies. Right. But uh, I, I, I love it. And the, the big hips, and I, I, I don't know. And this girl reminds me of Sugarcane so She bad. does. She does. And she does. So I think that makes me love her just a little bit more because I feel like my auntie showed up to the show and I'm like, hey, girl. Yeah. You again. But I hear all of what you're saying. Agree, but I also love the dress. Yeah. I, unfortunately, because I didn't love the dress, I'm giving it a glow down. And I'm going to give it a glow up. Love it. The audience was with you. They were 77% glow up, 23% glow down. Right. All right. Next, we have Tainomi Banks. The hair is by Wig Zaddy, styling by Mark Andrew Smith, built by Uncuffed Leather. Listen, I think the concept was fun. It didn't come together because there were so many elements that clashed. Stone tights, sure, but why these particular ones? Couldn't tell you. Um, I think the dress just needed to come down a little further to feel cohesive, but the ponytail moment, love it. I love that kind of thing. Because you, really, you don't see that much. I honestly am looking at the picture, thought that there was something else underneath the dress that was attached to it that was supposed to be those weird panels, but uh-huh. it's just that stone tight. Yeah. So that already, I'm like, what are we doing? And then it, it, if, if the, the silver portion of the dress was like a super metallic moment maybe or or some i don't it 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 just it looks it looks like kids pajamas if you ordered them and were like i want night pajamas (laughs) like i want to look like joan of arc in my pajamas yeah yeah this is what you would get i feel like yeah well brooklyn wanted more of a cinched waist no fishnets but appreciated that she saw more of tainomi on the runway stacy loved her on the runway which i think was a decision. Jeffrey calls out <laughs> that Lemon was new to acting as well, but she slayed the game and Tainomi didn't. Jeffrey was oh. not here for her. But overall, I... It didn't work. Glow down. Glow down. I don't even remember what her original looked like, but I feel like she did not do it justice. Yeah. So 27% of the audience went glow up, that 73 went glow down. Next we have Kiara. With a dress by Peach. Must be Montreal Queen. I will find this Peach. <laughs> You'll find her. You gotta collaborate. Um, I know this may be an insult to some and I apologize, but I keep calling Kiara the Drag Wars Queen. Like, this is what you walk into Drag Wars with. Not Drag Race. Last week she I mean... was stunning on the runway. This week we're back to basics. Like, she looked gorgeous, but this is not Drag Race level runway. I think the jewels in her I, hair were very necessary to tie the look together, but everything else was like, eh. In my opinion, based on her original first time in drag picture, this was, I think without knowing that this was 
a replication or in an attempt to elevate the first time in drag, this is a, a total wash and like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I think in trying to in pay homage to her first time in drag, I think she nailed it. I, I, sure. I, I love it. So yeah. I, I very much get how it is not a glow up but think it is a glow up based on the channel. Sure, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, Jade liked her energy and Brooklyn called out the outfit for being basic and that it's the exact same dress in a different fabric. Um, even ch- without the challenge, I, I'm still gonna give it a glow down. I'm giving it a glow up, I believe right. in it. <laughs> 38% went glow up, 62% went glow down. Next up, we have Anastasia Anakwe. No designers tags. It's a theme with Anastasia. I don't know if it's because she's designing all of it or what. I think she makes it out herself. Okay. Because I, I know she mentioned it, but I, I, again, I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. Because um, I know Kine is not... Um, she, she didn't do it this week, but she'll usually tag herself as the designer. Um, listen, this is a pageant. The dress looks like you would wear it to your very first pageant. Um, okay. being only stone in the white portions made the dress look very unfinished in my opinion but I think the hair is a nice color on her the black and silver jewelries were the right choice I just expected a little more from her yeah I agree 100% I like faintly remember her first time in drag picture and remember being like is this is this an elevation of that or is yeah this, it was like, almost like because she had the first time in drag, which was the black and white, and she's like, I need something that's black and white and that has, like, straight. Right. This is what all I got. Let's, oh, my God, I only have time to do the white. Here we go. Um, this looks like what she would make in the in the makeover challenge when she had to have a family resembling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's safe. It was very, very, very safe. Yeah. Um, still going to give it a, I will give it a glow up. I'm going to give it a glow down. That's fine. Let's go. Uh, audience went 63% glow up, 37% glow down. Next we have Boa. Uh, the corset is by Lucy Mua. The hair is by Connor McCaldin. Again, if I mispronounce names, I apologize. When she first turned the corner, I was expecting like a gorgeous dress. I was right. stoked. But then it was just a beautiful corset. It's a beautiful corset. The white to black ombre with the red stones were stunning, but the look felt incomplete. Mm-hmm. If this was like the after from a reveal, I'm here for it. It's stunning. It just, again, just did not look finished. I agree fully. I, I, if you're going to do this, I, all she needed was a big giant skirt. Yeah. If, if Go, this went down and yeah, an ombre down into a black satin skirt that drives and had a bit of a train behind her. Yeah. That's the that's the look. And yeah. she did. Yeah, I mean, I think her beat was stunning. I, this is my favorite beat of her so far. And I, I like her in white hair. Mm-hmm. It, 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 everything, the pieces were there. It just wanted a little more. I um, agree. Brooklyn called her look beautiful. Stacy was waiting for the drama. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard because I, I, I'm going to give it a glow up because it comparatively to some other people it is a much better garment than others but it just wasn't full i agree i am giving it a glow down because uh if you're gonna read my baby vanji for coming out in the same silhouette in a swimsuit every <laughs> week then boa is not going to get away with it yeah okay, okay. Two years. well okay. audience went 25 percent glow up 75 percent glow down they were not here for this one Next, we have Kine. No designers listed, but assuming it is all made by Kine. Um, I don't mind... She bought that at the Kmart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind this on her, but from what we've seen from Kine, it may be very uh, underwhelming. It's elevated from what the original look was, but it was underwhelming. That being said, the second the face didn't match the tights, it was over for me. That is the biggest failure it's a huge failure in that. And also, you're giving me Ursula and you gave me this hair. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Because I think Jeffrey was the one that said, I preferred your hair and makeup in the original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, it was 80s rock star, but it was 
don't say Ursula. Say it's like just some 80s punk girl. Then we're exactly. here for it. But calling it Ursula, no girl. Um, right. And the little peek of her skin in the back. That oh, called out. Right. I, I mean, you didn't, she didn't finish her makeup. It was, it was really, really bad. I mean, could one of the girls have been like, hey, Kai, and like right there? Maybe they're all like, get rid of Kai, please. But... It was it was not good. It was not not good. Um, Brooklyn wanted more laughs from her performance. Stacy asked what she thought about the outfit, and Klein says she liked it. And Stacy says really, and it <laughs> just didn't do any justice for her. Um, I have to give this a glow down. Bad, bad, bad. Big glow down. I agree. Thirty six percent of the audience went glow up. Sixty four percent went glow down. Next we have Priyanka. Uh, the look again by Lucy Mua. Hair by Wig Zaddy. As we know, this is a Priyanka Stan account here. I stand Priyanka. I love her to death. I think this is a really stellar look with the latex dress and the hat. But damn, I need to ask, does it not travel well? Because it was wrinkled. The way the lights hit it, it was like wrinkle, 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 wrinkle. Um, If it's the material, just a disappointment. That being said, the concept of design, absolutely stunning. Um, She looked like a boss-ass bitch. I love it. I kind of feel like it is... Like that texture was intentional. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that that I think it was on purpose, and because the hat is also in that, and there's right. I don't see the hat getting balled up or anything. Yeah, I mean, because it was. I love. It was. It, it's gorgeous because we've seen a lot of latex on Drag Race, and usually it's really, mm-hmm. really per- pristine. Right. Um, right. So that was why I was like, "Is it wrinkled? Is it a choice?" Because one of my friends was like that was snakeskin. Is like, nope, that was not snakeskin. Definitely not snake <laughs> Um Jeffrey called her stunning. She was stunning. It, 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 it was yeah. a great look. Um, the absolute mug is glow right. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Hard glow. Up. Big glow up for me, baby. Yeah. Uh, audience went eighty-one percent glow up, nineteen percent glow down. That's okay. Fine. Yeah. Next we have Scarlet Bobo, outfit by Kitten Caboodle, <laughs> designed by uh, Helena Poison. Hair by Wig Zaddy, Harness by Uncuff Leather, Choker by Mila Angelova. If anyone is going to get the award for most improved from their first time, I I would say it's Scarlet because that first time was bad. It was literally like maybe Halloween or Pride being like, I found a dress, I put something on my face and that's it. in my opinion, it was one of the best looks of the night. I think it was very cohesive. It told a strong story. Um, again, if we're talking about latex, this one wasn't wrinkled. Um, I really like this dark look for Scarlet. Um, it's true to her. And then she wowed us with the fire trick. I agree. I, I love the boots. Yeah. The, 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 the strap all the way up the thighs with yeah. the extra panel. I love and I loved her, her hair as well, mm-hmm. yeah, with the, the big black with the little stripes of red to touch on the red yeah. and her outfit. And I love. She is becoming, she's she's very strong. We know what she is. She knows how to do it. Um, I think it's just a, a situation where she's just not as good as some of the other people. And that's why she's landing into the safe area. But I'm, I'm a big Scarlet fan. I'm definitely giving this a glow up. Glow up from Peaches. Yep. Eighty percent glow up, twenty percent glow down. Next we have Alona Verily, who did not design any um, listening designers. I think it's like very punk. It's very eighties. It's very true to Alona. Um, it feels like an elevation of her first time. It sparkles right. It, it fits not terribly, but once again, Alona proves that her makeup skills are pretty damn stellar. Yeah, it's it's all know. about the face. I, yeah, and I I I. If I wanted to look at a makeup influencer, I'd get on Instagram. Yeah. I think well, that's what she is. That's stupid. totally what she is. Right. I think the hair is stupid, and uh, the, the look is super okay for me. It yeah. looks like um, it looks like uh, a, not necessarily a full-on community theater, but like the community theater that definitely has great backing version of Rocky Horror. <laughs> like she might be giving you magenta. <laughs> Yeah, in like Saskatchewan somewhere. Yeah, I hear for, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, I glow down. It's a glow down for me too. Yeah, sorry, bro, babe. Thirty-seven percent glow up, sixty-three percent glow down. Finally, finally, we talk about Jimbo. 
Hair by Billy Lamore. Uh, I'm Brady Taylor. Styling by Pauline Steins. What is there to say about Jimbo aside from what a fucking artist? Give her the crown. I this, love me some Jimbo, man. This is what I want to see on Drag Race. Like, the, oh. it was perfectly executed. The makeup and the hair was with the pigtail reveal was brilliant. The bloody mm-hmm. cheerleader outfit and the ripped tights were calculated. Okay. Everything was right. In a world where I'm nitpicky, I think I wish this um, stiletto was not black to match the rest of the outfit because it was blue sure. and the black. But this is because we're nitpicky with Jimbo because she's so good. Right. And Jimbo excites I don't know me. If you clocked it, but her skin underneath the tears is white, like her face. Yep. Take note, Kai. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, Jeffrey said she played it a little bit small in the performance and wanted the girl uh, they saw on day one. Brooklyn loved the deta- detachable ponytails. I loved it. It I was agree so with good. her performance. I think, mm-hmm. uh, again, I think she was kind of a victim of the writing and the circumstance, though. Oh, like, it just wasn't. Yep. Great, she did the best she could with what it yeah. was, but I do think that she was a little bit this tamer. The, the, the look, though, it. glow up, glow up, glow up. Huge glow up. 93% went glow up, 7% glow down, so I believe she would be the top glow up of the week. Alright, it's time to look at the heritage moments, and oh boy, we're going to start with Team Boa. The writing. Poor girls. That writing was atrocious. Um yeah, great. Vegan and Tara made some wrong choices, but at least they were in sync because we've seen some moments where on season um, um, 11 with uh, Kahana and Mercedes trying to be in sync and not good. At least a little glow up here. Jimbo was quite dull, could have played bigger, played with like more of an affected dialect. The choices were not as strong as I would have thought Jimbo could have done. Exactly. Priyanka was decently funny, even though her again her choices could have been a little, little bigger, a little bit bigger, and campier. But at least she was consistent. Yeah, I I, I remember just thinking that she was very okay. Yeah, flazy da. <laughs> Kine had nothing to do until her first scene. Not her fault, but she did nothing. And then she did stuff, and then she just didn't know how to perform for a camera, which is so weird as a social media influencer. Turn your back away. Come on, go. Cheat yourself. Cheat yourself. Cheat yourself. And she. And again, is that why didn't Jeffrey tell her to cheat herself? Right. Exactly. That's when you need. That's why you have a director. You can't yeah. always. If you're not always aware of yourself and been, have been doing it forever, you need right. someone there to tell you, hey, exactly. what you need to do. But at the end of the day, I think Boa was by far the worst. Yeah, I oh, so I bad. made a note and was like, "Woof." Yeah, you again. I understand you have whatever going on, but learn your life. And yeah. even and at one point, it became clear that Jeffrey was just sitting there feeding them the lines. So if you're getting your lines fed to you, then I really need you to knock it out of them. Exactly. Um, I will. I, I do want to ask. The costumes. I'm assuming the show provided them, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think Boa didn't wear hair? That is a perfectly wonderful question that I don't have an answer to. Neither do I. I'm I like, don't know. It looks weird. It, it, again, I, it looks like it was unfinished. Uh, unless it, it's supposed to be a reference to someone that, again, right over my head, I don't know who it is, but... It wasn't. It was. It, right. Everything was off. Team yeah. Anastasia. Um, yeah. It was. <laughs> Kiara was big. I think it was campy for the challenge. The judges responded to it, but I just didn't get it. Same. Tainomi was so bland. Um, and good on Lemon for trying to match her energy without sacrificing her own performance. Um, I think my favorite line of both challenges. I look like Trixie Mattel had sex with Picasso. <laughs> that was funny. That I'll, I'll I'll take that on a T-shirt. Um, Love that. Rita Bega was Butch. Yeah, but like, I didn't get the character. I didn't get it. I didn't know what yeah. she was trying to do. Um, Doctor Hennyfield had a mask before we all had masks, so she 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 knows what she was doing. 
She knew. Um, yeah, and then there's Kiara's performance on the operating table with the exposed brain. Again, writing was bad. Didn't understand what they were going for. I didn't understand any of it. No. Well, it really doesn't matter because Anastasia, Alona, Rita, Scarlet are all safe. I'm fine with that based on both performance and runway. I would say I'm a sure. Scarlet, I think, could have been in a top simply because of her runway. But when you are in a scene with someone as a double, if one's safe, the other should be safe as well. I agree. In Untucked Junior, as I like to call it, uh, Scarlett and Alona are not, com- uh, are not going to complain about being safe and point out that Violet and Sasha were safe till the end and swooped in. Um, and they have a new single called, coming out called Safe Disease. Oh. They're, at least they're having fun about it. Um, Tainomi reveals that they didn't like the look and calls out Jeffrey's lemon comment because clearly she was shaken by that. Um, and then, in another stupid Boa moment, when Tainomi says that Jade said it's natural to have a lag... Boa interprets that as a leg and says they all have legs. <laughs> this is so stupid. Brain lag. Now, uh, listen, maybe it's an accent thing because leg lag in Canada could be the same word. But oh, oh, okay. It was very it was a very fun funny moment to listen to. Yeah. And then Lemon said she worked her dick off um uh to not having one anymore and then she immediately continued on her sentence because that was could have been a very problematic moment it could have been yeah because she knew in that moment she's like nope 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 we're not gonna touch that one kine is defeated and lemon asks why she didn't agree that her look was basic um and kine just didn't give an answer to it she just said she learned her lesson she's 21 years old i get it there's a lot of pride coming out of that mouth but kine is going is not going to leave the show a hero She's going to be a villain, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hope that doesn't destroy her social media career. I mean, all the girls are, like, posting about her and love her because that's what you do with the drag race, but not cute. Not cute. Yeah. I don't think it'll ruin her career. I think most people... One, I don't think she was long, there long enough to actually be a villain villain. Uh-huh. She just seemed like a, a delusional person versus yeah. somebody that was going out and attacking people. Right. So, I don't know. Um, in reference watch, as we uh, discussed last week on the podcast, because I was very curious if we were going to um, um, hear how they were going to refer to themselves as like squirrel friends and bring back my girls, just so everyone's um, hearing, this week it was just between us moose knuckles and bring back our vintage vixens. So I'm excited to see what week three gets. And I wonder like if these are like particular for each judge that they'll each have there because i'm assuming next week stacy will be the lead judge for um talking yeah. points um but yeah I'll, I'll take a different animal each week it's funny right i love it so we learned that jimbo kiara priyanka and boa are safe lemon is the winner kind and tenomi are the bottom two how do you feel do you agree um yeah it it it, it all kind of made sense to me yeah um the bottom two definitely made sense mm-hmm. uh, I, they were not great yeah i honestly it was honestly such a weak week across the board that i don't think anybody would have really shook me but based yeah, on I, their I, look and their performance that's yeah weird. i i think lemon and both maxi and runway did well jimbo's look was the best of the night but overall lemon was just a better performer I agree. And I think Boa was saved as her look was just simply better than the other two in the bottom. Because right. Boa could have easily been replaced, replaced either of them. So the song is If You Could Read My Mind, performed by Alternate, Amber, and Jocelyn, and Jocelyn Enriquez. I definitely knew the song, um, and I'm excited that this song will get like a resurgence because you know there's going to be a bunch of drag queens performing it soon. Right. Um... Not really the most engaging lip sync. I'm underwhelmed by the lip sync so far, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I think Kine was just no match to Tainomi. Like, there was no. no way she was going to win. No. Um, and I think she went into it defeated anyways. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can say it was close, but I think track records certainly played a big part of the decision. Um, Kine kind of dug her own grave in two episodes, and yep. I feel like eliminating Tainomi would have been wrong. I agree. Um, at the end of the lip sync, Tainomi is crying. Kine goes over to her and says, I'm about to go home. This is my moment, okay? Bitch. Bitch. Yeah. I mean, oh, Kine wow. is going to be remembered for her youthful attitude for sure. Like, oh, I mean, I had to make it my background today because it was so iconic. Right. It's just like, no, <laughs> don't go and do that. No, no. And that's, that's, again, where it starts to feel like it's all uh, very calculated. Yeah, it's all for show. And it's all for show. Yeah, because there was no reason for that, no. and that's not something that ever happened on this show. No. Well, the judges vote Tainomi is safe, leaving Kine as the eliminated queen, and she exits by saying, "See you on the internet. Thanks for watching." Got some burning questions for you. Yeah, what is yeah. Kine's legacy after the show? What what what's what's going to happen to her? I think Kine is going to. Continue to be a social media star, and from I think people are barely going to remember her on the show. Outside of, I mean, she wasn't there long that long. Right. I, for me, she was more popular and more famous to me through her social media and sure. the things that she's doing on her social media. And I think she's such an intelligent and different human being on social media than she was on the show. So I think she is going to live on through the advocacy work and the things that she does. Yeah. Digitally. Are you still feeling high on Canada's Drag Race, or do you think two episodes this was like a sophomore slump? Uh, I have officially burnt out on Drag Race. Um, I think um, there's nothing new happening on the shows. There's nothing extraordinary. None of the queens are really like so incredible that I need to tune in every week. And with that and All Stars and having just finished season 12, I just yeah. am like, okay. Time for a break. Canada has, yeah, I need a break. And Canada has been very okay. Yeah, I feel like if if they released Canada in the fall, I think I'd be okay. Kind of like mm-hmm. how they released um, UK in the fall after we had a little a couple month break. Um, right. It's just, we're, I, we're all feeling burns out. Like, that's why I'm not podcasting about All-Stars 5, because first off, I think the season is so boring. And I just don't know if be, enough people are going to listen. So I was like, you know what? Canada, it's different. Um, but, right. yeah, I think we're kind of lucky that season 13 is going to have to wait for a couple months before it exists on the television or wherever it's going to exist. But I think we need to break. We all need to break. I agree. Well, after two episodes, your winner pick is? Um, I am split between Priyanka and Bella. I think I love okay. Oh, and Jimbo. I, 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 my, my, top, my, my top four right now, if we had a top four, would be Priyanka, Bella, Jimbo, and Bobo. That's yeah. Bobo. Um, that, that's if I had to pick solid. a winner right now, I would probably pick Jimbo. Okay, okay. I am again. Stan, I stand Priyanka right now. The, she is such a joy. She makes mm-hmm. you smile. And I think as a first winner of the series, I think she would be a great winner. But as again, as someone who loves reality TV as much as I do, they are showing her a lot. They mm-hmm. are giving her a very nice edit and two episodes in where she's basically been safe or or not the winner they want us to like her a lot so i'm, yeah. I'm gonna predict priyanka just because i think i, I i'm biased <laughs> i love her i love that she's so good um and it would be great to have an indian queen win i fully agree with that let's do it give me juju b for all-star five and priyanka yeah let's... Canada just does something so well when they cast their reality shows. They are not afraid of race. They will make it diverse. And that's what is so refreshing about Canadian reality TV compared to American reality TV. Sure. 
absolutely. It's Big Brother it. Canada. It's it, I think there's very rare to have a lot of white people in it, and I love it. Love it. Well, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at peacheswithaz.nyc and on Twitter at peachesnyc and on Venmo at peacheswithaz-nyc. Give her that money. Well, Peaches, this was an absolute delight and it was so great chatting with you. It was so much fun. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. A huge thanks to Peaches for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure to engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>